Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
and I myself actually took a six, five, six month break recently, um, just to spend time with my family, try to get things organized, um, to get back to some kind of place of focus and, um, these broadcasts. And, um, it's it's quite interesting because it always usually comes down with me and the Lord. It comes down to the same thing, which is relationship, um, which is obedience and hearing His voice and following His commands and following His words and doing those things which I know please Him, knowing that according to Scripture that we're always fully pleasing in His sight. Nevertheless, we still attempt. Um, to be pleasing and to be obedient to his word. His word says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And, you know, I, I, for a long time I wondered um, what that meant. Because um, sometimes there's these phrases in the Bible that you read over and over again and you sometimes pass over them so quickly that you never really stop and grasp the full meaning and context of what he's trying to say. But, you know, it's true. Obedience is more important than sacrifice. Um, you can give up everything that you have, which doesn't belong to you to begin with because it all belongs to him. He said, um, where is the house that you'll build for me? Have my hands created everything. But you can give up everything you have but if you're unwilling to be obedient to his calling, to his voice. And not just that in the ministry, but in your life and general, then your sacrifice becomes um, somewhat pointless because it's more of a show of what you're willing to give as opposed to what you're not willing to give. Um, you know, it's like um, giving and tithing. and um, I never teach on tithing. Um, I'm not going to teach on tithing. Um, you can read the scriptures. Um, the Bible says study to show yourself approved. And I'm I'm not saying that to be rude, but because um, I have a different take on scriptures um, than most people, which is pretty much if you want to know something, then go seek the Lord. I've um, told many people um, many times um, who have asked for counsel um, that if you really need an answer from the Lord, you don't really want to hear someone else give you the words of the Father for your life. Because sometimes that's the easy way out is to trust into someone else to go to the Father for you, to receive a revelation on your behalf when you, I, all of us have the ability, have the honor, have the um, privilege of going directly to the Father ourselves. You know, Jesus paved the way with his death and resurrection for us to go before the Father ourselves, to have free access into the grace in which we stand, to come, the Bible says, to come boldly to the throne of grace in which we are accepted in a time of need. And so all of us can go before the Father. And I tell people that if you want an answer about your life, whatever it is, then what you should do is go into your prayer closet, um, whether that's an actual closet, a room, a bathroom, a car, wherever, and pretty much don't come out until you've heard from God. And that, to some people that sounds quite dramatic and it sounds um, impossible, but it's really not. If you're willing to trust the Lord and go before him, 
you'll hear him. You'll hear his voice. You'll hear him. Um, maybe not always in the way that you would expect, and you may not always get the answers that you're you expect, and you may not always get the answers that you're hoping for. But that doesn't mean he's not listening, and it doesn't mean he's not going to answer you. You know, sometimes there's prerequisites to the vision that God has placed in your life and the calling he has on your life and the plans and purposes that are in your life. Um, sometimes there's prerequisites to you achieving or getting to the place that you think that the Lord's calling you to be, um, whether it's he needs to move you to a completely different location. Maybe he needs to um, change the um, surround the people who are surrounding you. Maybe he needs to bring people in. Maybe he needs to pull people out. Um, maybe there's still things that you have to learn. Um, maybe there's character things that need to be developed in your life. And, um, you know, all of us are like that. Um, me and Chris, um, we talk all the time, and I was saying that we were talking about that the other day, maybe just last night, about how, you know, it seems as the years go by, um, there's always new trials, new tribulations, new lessons to be learned through all of them. There's always something going on which gives us the ability to understand the character of the Father more and how he interacts with us in our lives, knowing that he's always faithful, that he's always just, that he's always true to his word, that he never changes, that if he says something, we can completely put our complete trust and assurance in what his words have said. And so... Um, you pretty much you go to the Father and you stay before him until you hear his voice and you don't come out. You just keep doing it. You keep staying in his presence as much as possible. You know, the Bible says to pray without ceasing. And, you know, sometimes you have to live in a spirit of prayer in a way. Sometimes you have to live in a place of constant intercession before the, oh, before the Father, constantly being before his face. You know, the Bible says be still and know that I am God. And, you know, sometimes intercession doesn't have to be you spouting out as many prayers as you can think of, trying to figure out how to fill an hour with prayer. Sometimes you just need to be in his presence and stand before him and wait upon him and let your heart and your the Holy Spirit inside of you do all the talking for you. And so, um, you know, people have asked me before about hearing the voice of the Lord. And intimacy, and um, I always tell Chris that I want to write a book on intimacy with the Lord. And um, if you ask my own personal opinion of it, I would say um, that I'm nowhere near that stage of my relationship with the Lord, um, though it's the desire of my heart, um, is to know him. You know, um, one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible is in Exodus, where um, before that, before I say that, um, you know, there's this um, section of scripture where I believe it was Solomon, um, the Lord appeared to him in a dream, and he said, um, ask what you will. And you can have it And um, so he's here And you know the Lord's saying You know what whatever you want Just name it it's yours And he asked for wisdom And you know the Proverbs said wisdom is to be chosen Rather than gold 
And so the Lord um, made him give him more wisdom and more wisdom and more wisdom until he is the wisest man alive. And in a similar situation, Moses was on the mountain before the Lord. And, you know, he stood before the Lord and he said, If I have found grace in your sight, show me your way, that I may know you. And, you know, he could have asked for anything. Um, Before the flood, there was a man named Enoch who walked with the Lord. And the Bible says, and he was not, for the Lord took him. And Moses could have said, okay, Father, I want to be in your presence right now. I want to end all this. I want to get past all this struggling, all this, these children of Israel whom you've had me lead, and you've delivered them. I'm tired of the complaining. I'm tired of the constant um, tribulations and constant needing of me to have faith. And just let it be over now. Bring me into your presence, and that's it. But he didn't ask for that. He said, if I have found favor in your sight and grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you. Paul said, I have counted all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them of its rubbish, that I may gain, that I might gain Christ. You know, it's powerful, amazing statements like that. Counting all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. One of those things we say, and we don't really, um, we read the scripture and we're like, that's great, but we really don't stop and think about it. The excellence of the knowledge of Christ. Counting all things as lost for that. And what that and what what does it really mean to know him? You know, Jesus said, Father glorify me with the glory I had with you in the beginning. And the Father did. And the Lord Jesus was resurrected through the power of the Holy Spirit, is seated at the right hand of the Father for eternity. It says, Prima says he lives to make intercession for us. This Jesus, the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world, the only one who is worthy to open the scrolls, the ones whom the angels and the host of heaven stand around crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The express image of the Father. And we want to know him. Not just know about him, because there's a difference. Anybody who's lived in sin any period of time after knowing the Father, anybody who's um, been through those periods of time where you don't spend much time with him, um, you're not reading the Bible, you're not actively in church or anything else, um, slowly the relationship you have, the knowledge of him fades away. And then 
even the way you talk about him changes. You no longer talk about him as this really close friend of mine, Jesus, but it becomes Jesus. Because, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who believe in God. There's people out there who say they don't believe in God, who still believe in God, even though they won't admit to it. There's people who believe in God, but the thought of him scares the hell out of them. And there's those people who want to know him and want to know more about him, but only so much, as long as they can leave their, live their lives the way they lead them and nothing has to particularly change. It'd be really nice to learn about God, sort of like watching a documentary on TV. Um, you can do it all from the comfort of your couch. And then there's those people who realize that eternity is more real than you could ever imagine, that he is more real than we could ever imagine, that we will stand before him completely amazed, unable to speak, unable to do anything but to gaze into his glory and majesty. And this God, who brings light to all, the creator of heaven and earth, this Jesus whom we serve, we have the ability to know. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends, because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. This Father God, Jesus, who sent the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the heart, the heart of the Father, the thoughts of the Father, to reveal them to us mere men, you know, the psalmist said, what is man that you are mindful of him? But yet he actively pursues us, seeks after us, longs for a relationship with us that goes beyond a casual conversation once a week, an active relationship. Um, for any of you out there who are married or have been married or have um, dated anybody for a length of time, you know, that you go through these periods in life where you end up talking less and less. You get caught up in routines. And and you may have conversations and you may talk, but the actual, the real conversations about how you're really feeling and what's really going on and what you're really thinking are the things that you don't talk about. It's easy to talk about your day and the talk about the kids and what you're going to have for dinner or what you want to do this weekend, but really sitting down and having real conversations about what's really going on in your life and what your real emotions are about things and your thoughts are about things. Those are the conversations that um, seem to be rare, and those are the things you have to strive for to maintain because that's where the bonding happens. That's where the relationship is built. And the Father isn't any different. He wants the same kind of relationship with us if we want it to, and if we're willing to give enough of ourselves to him to allow that. Because I'm confidently convinced that anyone's lack of relationship with the Father is not because he doesn't want it, because the Father doesn't want it, but because we are not willing to, to sacrifice, or we're not willing to be obedient in our lives enough to have it 
or we have too many things we'd rather have than him at any particular moment. I honestly can't tell you how many times I've been listening to the radio or watching TV to have the thought cross in my head about these are minutes that you could be spending with the Lord. And I'm not saying any of this to make it sound like I had some amazing relationship with the Lord. Um, but I know what it's like to spend time with Him. I know what it's like to be in my car and have that um, nudging in your spirit to turn the radio off for just a minute and just to listen to Him just to realize that while you're driving in the car, he's there with you. Just to realize that when you're walking through your house, his presence is there too. And that every second of every minute of every day that we have, with every breath that exits our mouth, we have opportunity and the ability to spend it with him. Anyway, this is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, give us a call. We'll take a quick break, and we will be right back.
Well, welcome back to Prayer International Radio here on Blog Talk. Our calling number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, please give us a call. So, um, actually, just a few seconds ago, um, I had a thought. Um, because I take the train to work a lot, and um, every now and then, um, there's um, this man who um, I would assume, I could be wrong, is homeless. Um, but the ironic thing about him is he walks around um, up and down the um, train station platforms um, asking for money. But outside of that, it's he's constantly quoting scriptures. He carries a Bible with him. Preaching nonstop, and it's not the loud um, screaming at the top of his lungs preaching. It's just him walking up and down the platform, quoting scripture while holding his Bible. Things that he has memorized, because um, I've never actually seen him open the Bible. And you know, it's funny because I always have the same thought whenever I'm. I see him as that that could be Jesus and not so much as saying that would be Jesus in the flesh but you know the Bible does say that um, some of us have unknowingly entertained angels and you know even um, after his resurrection Jesus appeared to multitudes of people and they always didn't, they never always recognized him in the beginning until he revealed himself to them. And as we know that the Bible says that he's the same yesterday and today and forever, I would not doubt for a second that there are angels around us constantly um, interacting and working in our lives. And you never know the next person that you give a donation to or reach out of your pocket and, um, hand someone on the street a couple dollars. You never know if that's the effect it will have. I mean, Jesus said, um, whatever you do to the least of the, the least that you do to these brethren, you've done it to me. And, you know, it always shocked me, um, and it's always bothered me seeing people who are homeless. Um, not because um, there's some special reward or some special boasting that can be accomplished um, by helping someone who is homeless or hungry or anything else, but more to the effect of that's what Jesus would do if he was here. And, you know, I mentioned um, earlier today um, at the start of the broadcast how I never talk about tithe, really. Um because there's a place and a purpose for that And you could go and search the scripture And see what the Holy Spirit Speaks to you About that subject But you know when it comes to giving in general I've always Tried for the most part To think of it this way Is that Our lives are purchased At a cost of the blood of Jesus Christ And they don't belong to us anymore our lives don't belong to us anymore. Nothing we have 
belongs to us. It belongs to him. Everything. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything we have belongs to him. You know, um, in the beginning of the church, it says next that they all had everything among each other. Everything. Nobody had just what was theirs. It belonged to everybody. And, you know, we too should have the same mindset. And I don't say that to say that you should take everything you have and go and sell it and give it to your local church. I'm saying that there shouldn't be anything more valuable in our lives than pleasing the Lord and actually living an example of the things that we say we believe in. How anybody could um, walk by someone who's hungry um, and just keep walking by, I'll never understand. Um, and, you know, maybe that's just me. Um, but it would seem to me that everything we have, should we should willingly be able to give out um, freely. You know, the Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Um but anyway, maybe I've said about, enough about that. I don't know. Um, why not? Why not give it all away? Why not take everything you have and give it out for the sake of the gospel? Why not give out your money? Why not give out your resources? Why not give out your time, which is more valuable in some ways than anything else? Why not give it all out? Why not give out five minutes? You know, we talk about intercession and prayer. But how many people actually spend five, ten minutes a day, just five or ten minutes a day before the Lord praying or interceding or whatever? Um, we would like to think, and you would think that everybody does. Everybody spends that much time. But in reality, it's unfortunately not the case. And it goes to show you where our desires really are. And... Um, our lack of understanding of the times in which we live in, where the end is closer and closer. Um, and the kingdom of God is at hand. And there's hundreds of thousands of people out there who don't know the Lord Jesus. And we have the ability to change that through our prayers alone, just through our prayers. I heard someone once say that there has never been a move of God, never been a revival or an awakening or anything that wasn't first birthed on the knees of people who were before the Lord in prayer. If you want to be powerful in the kingdom of God, then you need to be in prayer. You need to be before the Lord's face. You need to come to the place of being able to hear his voice and seek him out. You know, um, say this not to boast necessarily or to necessarily exalt anybody, but um, Chris's wife is a good example of this. Um, Tracy is one of those women who spends so much time with the Lord that the Lord will speak to her, and it's almost scary. Um, not, it's not in a bad way, but it's just... It's ironic how well she can hear from the Lord at times, where 
she'll be in prayer first thing in the morning, and she'll come up to Chris, and she'll be like, Chris, you need to go here or here. And the Lord hasn't even talked to Chris yet, and Chris will pray, and he'll go wherever it is, and like whoever Tracy said the Lord said would be there will be there. And But, you know, it's because she's developed that with the Lord, the ability to spend time with him, the ability to seek his face, to seek his face so that you can hear his voice when he's talking to you, which I believe he's always talking. It's just a matter of us hearing and listening. Anyway, our call in number is 619-638-8458. We're going to take a, okay, no, we're not. So we have a prayer request. Um, and that, um, Kiona um, needs justice in her life from someone. So, Father God, Lord, we stand in agreement with you and upon your word, Lord, asking for your perfect will to be done in Kiona's life, Lord, that you would silence the mouth of the enemy, Father. Your word declares that every tongue that rises up against us shall be condemned and fall and fallen, Father. You said um, when the enemy rises up, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against them. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you'll raise up a standard against them, Father. You said we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, Lord. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I ask that you would bring peace to Keona's life, Father. Bring peace to her life, Lord. Separate the enemy far from her, Lord. Give her peace and security on all sides, Father. Holy Spirit, fill her life up and bless the people who are persecuting her, Lord. Lord, Bless them, Father, and reveal yourself to them, Father. Bring them into your presence, Lord. Bring them into the knowledge of you, Father. Transform their lives, Father, as one of your children, Lord.
Raise up children, Lord. 
Raise up intercessors and evangelists and missionaries, Lord. Raise up men and women and children, Lord, with boldness to proclaim your gospel to the nations, Father. To go into a world that is hurting, Father, and to bring the hope that only comes through your Son, Jesus. To bring the comfort that only comes through the Holy Spirit. Lord, reveal your plans and your purposes to us, Father. Reveal to us the counsel of your heart, Father. Give us clear direction and clear insight. Give us revelation, as it says in Ephesians, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Lord. That the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light, that we would know what is the hope of your calling. What is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe. More importantly, Lord, let us understand your inheritance in the saints. What does that really mean, the inheritance that you have in us? We always consider that we have the best end of the deal. We who were once sinners and who have been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ, who you said you, your son has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. And we stand before you. Not as our own eyes will see us, Lord, but we stand as the redeemed, Father, as chosen, as righteous, Lord, before you. But yet you said that you have an inheritance in us, that we are your children who you sought after and that you adopted into your own family. As it says that we are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God that you predestined to adoption by your own pleasure, Lord. So, Father, you said that you're not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance, Lord. So, across this earth tonight, Father, begin to speak to those men and women and children, Lord, who don't know you. Begin to turn their hearts towards you. Begin to reveal yourself to them in whichever way you see fit to do it. Whether that means you have to bring people into their midst to proclaim your words of truth to them. Or whether that means you just want to show up in their midst and show them who you are. Glorify your son Jesus in this earth, Lord. You know, it doesn't seem to really matter what happens. We can pray about wars and rumors of wars that are always happening. But you said this is just the beginning. Or better yet, let's talk about how you're unchanging. About how no matter what happens in our lives, no matter what obstacle, no matter what problems seem to arise, which they seem to every day, you remain steadfast, you remain faithful. You said even if we deny you, you remain faithful because you can't deny yourself. You are the unchanging rock 
an immovable fortress, our shield, a high tower, a place of refuge, as it says in your word, those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And we desire to abide under that shadow. We desire, Father, to abide in you and you in us. That we can be one with you. As the Lord Jesus said. Jesus, reveal your ways to us. Reveal your plans and purposes. Transform us into your image, Father. With your character, Lord. With your heart. Tonight, God, give us your heart, Father. Let us see the world. Let us see the people around us as you would see them. Give us your desires. Give us your dreams. Give us your visions. We've spent way too much time asking for what we want. Change that, Lord. And let us dream like you do for this world. Let us have visions like you do for this world. Your word said that your people perish for lack of vision, for lack of knowledge. So reveal to us what you want to do. Let your will be done in this earth, Father. Let us become your vessels, that you would use us pretty much any way you see fit to use us. And I know that whether we're coming in or going out, that you always make a way to glorify your Son through us. You always make a way for us to demonstrate the light of the gospel to those around us. So give us boldness, Father, and remove every spirit of fear from our lives, Lord. Your word declares that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Establish us, Father, in your word. That we can be rooted and grounded in truth, Father. That we can be like that house that was built on a rock and not on a sand, Father. Not tossed in by every doctrine that comes up. Because in the end, all the doctrines, all the teachings of man, all the philosophies, all the opinions of man mean nothing. And the only knowledge that matters is that of your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, the word says that we are seated in heavenly places with you. It says that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Reveal to your people tonight what that really means. Reveal to us our place in your kingdom. Reveal to us the authority that you have given us through your name. Lord, to cast out the enemy, Father. To heal the sick, Lord. To raise the dead. Father, not just the spiritual dead, Lord, but also the physical dead, Lord. You said the works that you did, we would do also, because you go to the Father. You said greater works we would do. But we've lost our ability to have faith and trust in you, Lord. For whatever reason, choosing not to trust in your word as a body. So restore to us the fervent desire, Lord, to see your works performed in this earth, 
to bring glory to the name of Jesus. You know, we, Father, your word declares in a way that you're coming back for this pure and spotless bride. Make us a pure and spotless bride, Father. With unity, Lord. With no divisions. The only thing that we need is to agree on is that Jesus Christ is Lord. Raise up your church in a spirit of unity. To seek your face, Father. To go after the loss with a vengeance. To every corner of the earth, Lord. And raise up intercessors. And those people to prophetically speak in their prayer closet, Lord. To the nations. To prophetically speak over the nations the good tidings and the good things of your kingdom, Father. Raise up intercessors to stand in the gap on behalf of the nations and kingdoms of this earth. Raise up intercessors to stand up for the Christians who are in underground churches and out in the fields preaching your word, Lord, despite any consequence it could have on their own lives. For they have learned that their lives mean nothing and that they're but a vapor. And it's true. Our lives are but a vapor. And in one moment, we will stand before you. And then we too, as we do now, (laughs) will cry, holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Father, draw men to you. Draw men to you, Lord. It's not about this ministry or any ministry on Blog Talk Radio or any church or anything else, Lord. It's about you. It's about your kingdom. It's about your son. It's about your glory, Father. So we stand in agreement for you to be glorified tonight, Lord. That your name be lifted high and exalted. Jesus, we worship you in spirit and in truth. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number 619-638-8458. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
looking in all the earth, Father, a place where you can dwell. Dwell in these hearts tonight, Lord. Draw near to us tonight, Lord. Saturate us in this place, Lord. Rivers of glory. Streams of healing, Lord. Streams of mercy, Lord, for all those who are thirsty tonight. A resting place, Lord. A resting place, Lord. Make this your resting place, Lord. Give me your heart tonight. Lord, we surrender our hearts to you. We surrender our hearts, Lord. Everything that we are, we surrender now, Lord, to you, Jesus. We surrender it, Lord.